We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you a broken vessel, weighted down with discouragement, illness, or perhaps a disability? Well, take heart. Whatever your burden may be, God offers treasures that will transform your life. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. And here are your hosts, Paul and Tabitha Norris. May is Lyme Disease Awareness Month. If your circle is anything like ours, you may know people whose lives have been significantly affected by this disease. Joining us today is someone who knows firsthand both the challenges and the grace that God gives in fighting Lyme. Our guest is, among many things, a precious friend, a fabulous mother to three young men, and an accomplished writer. A very warm welcome to Kim Van Dunk. Kim, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me today. You've got such a helpful, inspirational blog, lifeinthevan.com, that revolves around your family, your love for competitive cooking, your journey with Lyme disease, and most importantly, your faith in Christ Jesus. Would you tell us about the Lord's hand on your life? What's your story? As I, I look back through my journey so far, I see the, the hand of the Lord very present in my life. When I was very young, my parents were divorced, and at that point, my mother was um, was not saved, didn't attend church, and through this season of going through divorce, uh, some people had reached out to her and wound up inviting her to go to a Bible study, and through that Bible study, my mom started attending a local Baptist church, and um, my mom got saved. And um, so we just really uh, poured ourselves into that local church. And when I was five years old, I remember in a Sunday school class, um, I accepted Christ as my Savior. And we're just so very thankful for that church and all the people who had just walked us through a really challenging season in our lives. And um, I just remember just sitting under such great teaching and such wonderful people who just met needs spiritually, physically, and emotionally in so many ways. But I'd love to say that my walk with Christ just followed me through um, my teenage years and my college years, but unfortunately I did come to a point in life where I kind of stepped away from the Lord a little bit and wanted to see a little bit about what the world had to offer. And so my later teen years and my early college years uh, were, were years that um, I, you know, I spent really not following the Lord and not really concerned about the things of Him. Um, but, you know, thankfully, we have a Lord that never leaves us and never forgets about us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through uh, midway through my college years, He kind of reined me back in and, um just really showed me the importance of a personal relationship with him and really dedicating my life to him. And so I always look at, um, I think, my junior year of college as a a time where I had a a moment of really rededicating my life to Christ and making a really um, intentional, um, you know, intentional promise to the Lord and, um, and I, I look at my college years as really influential in my walk with Christ. Um, uh, soon after I graduated 
college, I was married, and um, within four years of uh, getting married, we had our first son, and then soon after had another son about a year and a half later. But during that year and a half um, in between the birth of my two sons, I definitely experienced some changes to my health. And um, I had always been a really healthy person, very active. My husband and I were hikers and scuba divers, and I would teach um, exercise classes at our local gym. But something definitely happened to where um, I just suffered from um, intense fatigue and just so many aches and pains throughout my body that really could not be explained. And I figured it was just, I was a new mom, I was tired, and I just kind of brushed it off for a while. But the symptoms continued to just get worse, and I wound up going to a doctor, and she had run many tests on me, including a Lyme disease test. Everything came back completely normal. The Lyme test was negative, and she basically sent me on my way and said if my symptoms didn't improve, I should return. She also wound up giving me some antibiotics, just said to take to see if maybe there was an underlying infection. Um, so I took those and felt a little bit better and just kind of moved on. But that same cycle of just feeling ill, going to the doctor, the doctor giving me antibiotics because they didn't find anything wrong but wanted to treat something, continued for many, many years, unfortunately. Mm. And uh, each time... I would get treated with antibiotics and feel better. I would have about a six-month respite where my body would rest. But um, each time the symptoms would come back um, and they would become more intense and they would usually bring along um, more symptoms too. And the symptoms continued to get scarier and scarier through wow. the years. It was a really scary time for my husband and I just to watch a seemingly healthy person's health continue to deteriorate. You know, things started from, you know, just having the aches and the pains and, and the tiredness to um, having the room spin, you know, without any warning, uh, not being able to walk up the stairs anymore because of balance issues and fatigue, um, you know, having sensitivity to light, to sound, um, having stomach problems, having um, cognitive problems to where I was having just problems even writing or speaking clearly. I would trip up on my words, um, fail to even remember the names of people who were friends or neighbors. And I was just having a steady decline mm -hmm. and nobody was helping. We had tried so many times to find different doctors and each doctor in turn would send me to a specialist and I would hear the same story from every doctor and from every specialist. There's nothing wrong. All of your tests are normal. And it was incredibly frustrating. And the only thing that really got my husband and I through that time was our faith in the Lord. We didn't understand what was going on at all. Um, but we, we had a faith and we knew that we needed to trust the Lord that whatever was going on, he held me securely in the palm of his hand, even though it was very scary for us on a, on a human level. Mm -hmm. I, uh, in that time frame, I also had another son. So we had three very young boys at this time when I was sick. 
and I was also homeschooling the boys. It was a it was a crazy time for us. Um, but unfortunately, the symptoms continued to get worse. And, and I think for us, the scariest point of this journey was when the Lyme disease started to affect my heart. And I would just go through episodes of uh, an, a heart that would be racing uncontrollably, and then episodes to where a heart would be just beating so very lightly and my blood pressure would be so very low, I felt as if I was going to pass out at any moment. Hmm. And it was at that point in my life, and I don't remember exactly how old I was, I was probably at that point in my mid-30s that I contemplated my own mortality. And I don't think that many people, when you're in your 20s or your 30s, you think about your own mortality. You know, you always know that there's the possibility that the Lord might take you home early. But I don't think we think about it. Mm -hmm. But for the first time, I thought about it. And um, it was really hard for me. You know, I I, I think that, that period of my life really tested my faith a lot because I, again, firmly believe that God was in control and that all of the events surrounding my illness and everything that was going on was still under his control. And I believed firmly, and I still do, that nothing comes into our life unless it passes through the Lord. And he gives the okay for it to happen. Mm -hmm. So we knew that all of it was happening for a purpose, but we didn't know why. And so I remember that time was the, it was really a morbid time for me. I, I took time to increase my life insurance policy. I had made little gift and care packages for my boys because I didn't think I'd be around anymore and just got things in order for my husband because I just didn't think that my body could physically take any more. And um, even though my husband and I didn't talk about it very often, I knew that he was scared of the very same thing, Mm -hmm. of being a single dad with three little kids. And um, it was really hard. Um, but you know what, the Lord, um, the Lord was so faithful to us. And I remember that same point praying that the Lord would just provide a respite for me. I was just so incredibly physically tired and felt like I just couldn't function or live anymore the way we were going. And my prayers were so feeble. I, I honestly didn't know what to pray anymore, but I prayed, Lord, I, I just need a respite. And I asked some people to pray for me, that very prayer. And over the coming months, the Lord would would answer that prayer, and we would finally get some answers. Even up until this point, everything that I've described to you, I still never had received a positive diagnosis of Lyme disease. I had never received a positive diagnosis for anything. Yeah. Everything was still normal. But the doctors were telling me, you know what, you're probably simply depressed and um, I knew that I was not depressed. I knew mm. that there was definitely just something wrong with me, and we just didn't know what it was yet. But um, I think everything changed when my dear friend Kathy um, traveled out to Arizona and went to a clinic out there for some treatment and found out that she also had Lyme disease. And um, when she had come home and we kind of shared our notes and talked about uh, talked about things, she had said, you know, you really should consider going out to Arizona and having these doctors take a look at you. At that time, 
we had exhausted literally all of our money. All of the money that we had saved for a house was completely gone, tens of thousands of dollars on doctors, on tests, um, on uh, treatments, alternate treatments. We had, I had taken so many um, natural supplements and whatnot trying to get better. It just drained our expenses. But the Lord provided every single cent of money for our family to go to Arizona um, through some just literally miraculous um, feats. He allowed our, our family to go out there, and I was able to go to that clinic in Arizona and get some testing done, and they were able to confirm that I did have Lyme disease all of these years later. Mm. And so we came home, and Kathy had um, um, arranged for uh, some, some treatments for her Lyme disease. It was a treatment that we were familiar with as well. It's an alternate treatment, um, non-invasive non-medicinal treatment, but it was always too expensive for us because we had exhausted our money. But Kathy was just so gracious and said, we're getting this treatment and we're getting it for both of us to use. And over the next two years, Kathy opened up her home, gave me the key to her home and said, I want you to come to our house and use this whenever you need to. And I had never experienced such graciousness before in my life. Mm -hmm. And I had to swallow my pride and uh, just say, yes, I'm going to accept your help. And those two years really were life-changing for me. And um, I really, I accredit, you know, obviously the Lord um, first and foremost for just, you know, prompting Kathy and Pastor just show such kindness to me. Um, but it was just a... It, the vessel that, that I say brought me back to life. I had lost a decade of my life to this, hmm. and this this avenue was what I say brought me back to the land of the living. Hmm. And um, there were a lot of lessons to learn along the way, and um, I'm thankful for those. Um, but that's kind of my, my Lyme story. It's a beautiful testimony. When someone is diagnosed with a disability or disease that has no cure, and they realize the path of pain will be long and hard. Physical healing may not happen here on earth. How can one find a place of joy and rest in that? Yeah, I think that sometimes at the beginning, that's that's difficult. I think when I was going through that decade, sometimes my vision wasn't so clear on the Lord. I think it ebbed and flowed sometimes. But um, having a firm belief and a firm foundation before calamity strikes in your life, I think, is key. And, um, you know, the Lord can do wonderful things to draw us closer to Him through the trials and the troubles, but so much better if we have that firm foundation before we go through those trials. So we have, you know, we have those, um, we have the promises that we can cling on to, you know, and we just um, take all that we know about the goodness of our God and just rely on the, that completely. And um, I think that for me, looking back on it now, God used those years um, to refine me. You know, I was always a very strong-willed, independent-minded person, and it, those are great qualities, and God can use those qualities. But at the same time, the Lord wants us to um, be dependent on Him completely. Mm. And I think that for many, for many years, I probably relied on my, my own strength, 
and my own knowledge to do many things. And it was only through the Lord making me very, very weak that I saw that I needed to rely on him so much more than I was in the past. And so I think for people going through trials and struggles and maybe where the the journey's long or maybe where the journey is going to be a lifetime journey, the best thing to, to look at is that the Lord truly loves me and he's seeking to refine me. It's It's a constant journey for all of us. And ultimately, the refinement that he's going to do in our lives is for our good, because he, he wants us to be more Christ-like. He wants us to follow a path um, to be more Christ-like, and ultimately will bring glory to God, too, and just hopefully um, be a good testimony to others. Amen. We live in a world of lonely, hurting people. One of those forgotten, isolated people groups are those with chronic illnesses. How important is it for believers to remember and minister to them? I think it is so very important, and I think it's important to remember that sometimes people who are dealing with long-term illnesses do not ask for help, and I was one of those people. If I can look back and, and, and share a regret... It was that I didn't share what I was going through or the depths of what I was going through with anybody outside of my immediate family. And so my church family didn't necessarily know my needs because when I went to church, I put on a very good front, a very good face, and I I never enjoyed letting my weakness show. Right. And so um, nobody knew I really needed help. Nobody knew that the desperate situation that was going on, nobody knew... Uh, the, you know, the terrible state of our finances and my health and whatnot. And so I think that for as believers especially, we have to pray that the Lord would just give us really key, a keen sense of who is really in need around us, because sometimes they may not vocalize that, and they may not, they may not show symptoms or signs that they need some help or encouragement. And so I think it's really important to, first of all, if you are that person, you know, on that journey with with illness, that you do share. You know, you share your needs and share your struggles with the people that the Lord has put around you, because the Lord's commanded us to to reach out and and bear each other's burdens. And once I did do that, I did feel as if some of that burden was was relieved off of my husband and I, and um, there were people who were just encouraging to us and helpful to us in in many ways, and I regret that I didn't do that sooner, Mm. but um, I think it's really important for people just to take notice of the people around them, take notice of when they are there and not there, Um, just try to be attentive in your listening, and um, when you sense the Lord directing you to reach out to somebody, always do it, whether it's by a simple card or a quick phone call or just some other way of encouragement that the Lord might lay on your heart. It will it will mean so very much to somebody who's hurting. Could you suggest any other tangible ways we can extend help and encouragement to them? I think that uh, definitely prayer. I think calling them um, and just offering to, to pray with them. Um, I think um, t- 
tangible ways. I mean, we had people who um, knew that we were struggling financially. I think, for instance, there was a woman at our church who knew we were going through a rough time, and she said, I remember she came up to us one day after church and said, um, I, I purchased a freezer for you, and you can go to Lowe's and pick it up, and I'm going to start um, filling that freezer for you. Wow. And I just remember being floored. I had never, again, had anybody do something so kind for us, and it was humbling. You know, it's humbling. I, it, I, I'm never inclined to want to take the help, but the Lord clearly laid it on her heart. We were desperately in need of some help financially, and just the time period where she reached out to us and helped us was um, was huge. Um, you know, we had people give us gift cards. Um, we had people offer to, you know, help with housework if we needed it, to watch the the boys, um, you know, so tangible ways, meeting, helping to alleviate the stress of just everyday living is um, is a great way to be a practical help to people as well. I think most importantly, to, to just help them remember the promises of the Lord and mm-hmm. encourage them through, you know, through scripture and pray with them. That's great advice. In 2 Corinthians 4, we read that even in the midst of adversity, we have a treasure. What hidden treasures have you discovered through your trial? I think the first thing that comes to mind, um, just in a real uh, immediate sense, was just the treasure of my husband. Uh, I think when when you get married, you take your vows, and I think that oftentimes we never expect to to have to keep the the unsavory parts of those vows for right. in sickness and in, in and in health for richer or for poorer. And so I always kind of joke that my husband unfortunately had to you know take the for sicker and the for poorer and the things on our vows, and he had to unfortunately live them out. Hmm. And that's never easy, and it's. You know, not something I think you go into marriage thinking you're going to have to do. And so the Lord really showed me the treasure that I had in my husband and, um, you know, just the, the unconditional love and encouragement and support that he gave me every single step of the way. Mm-hmm. And um, that was just, that was huge to me. And then I think also it just really, I think, showed me, you know, how much the Lord really just loves us. And ultimately, he loves us so much that he is seeking good in our lives. But sometimes the good in our lives comes through trials in our lives. And sometimes right. we don't want to accept that. You know, we we want we want the Lord to be at work in our life. And sometimes we, we would don't we don't want that to happen through trial. We don't want that to happen through hardships. But right. I've come to realize that the Lord, the Lord allows those hardships to come into our lives sometimes out of love. And he sees us for who we are truly and sees the the unlovely parts of us that need to be um, changed and refined. And he he's patient and uh, loving and kind, just like a father is. And um, he just seeks to do to do good in our lives and um, and refine us. And. I'm, I am so thankful for that because it just shows me that I have an ever-present Heavenly Father that is cognizant of who I am mm-hmm. and that I am, He is mindful of me, and He's mindful of me enough to care about me and to, to want to refine me, to make me more useful. And I'm, I'm really thankful of that. Like I said, going through the journey, sometimes that's really hard to see when you're in the midst of it. 
but if you come out on the other side, you know, and, and Lord willing, you, you come to a point where you realize that ultimately everything that happens is for our good and for the glory of God. That's been a huge encouragement to me because I, I, I trials come to most of us, and usually they're not they're not one time in our life. You know, we'll experience trials of many kinds throughout the course of our life, and so. I think it's really important to remember who God truly is and that he truly does care for us. Amen. Kim, we really appreciate you sharing your hard-earned wisdom with us. Thank you for allowing the Lord to use your story to communicate such wonderful truths about him. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in today to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.org. 